You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. Things might be the prettiest to-do list app ever by David Pierce. Productivity blogs were one of the first corners of the Internet that ever felt like home to me. For a certain set of passionate, persnickety writers and readers, there was nothing so much fun as debating the merits of getting things done versus the Eisenhower method. Eat the Frog was an inspirational quote, not worrying nonsense. Merlin Mann, Leo Babauta, and Lifehacker were required reading. And if you ever wanted to get everybody heated, all you had to do was bring up the unwinnable debate, our version of cake or pie, and ask which Mac to-do list app is better, OmniFocus or Things? I always liked Things. Made by Germany-based startup Cultured Code, the app won with design. Even if I had hundreds or even thousands of tasks organized into dozens of projects on different timelines and priority levels on things, it all still looked and worked right. Today, Cultured Code officially launches Things 3.0, an updated version that's been in the works for the better part of five years. It's a complete rewrite and redesign of the app, meant to bring it into 2017. Well, it was originally meant to bring it into 2013, but you got to keep up. The app is cleaner and simpler than ever, full of white space and hidden menus. It works more like a super clean messaging app than a heavy-duty task manager, and it's better off for it. At a glance, it seems so simple. There's an inbox for quickly adding whatever's on your mind, a brain dump in productivity parlance, and spaces for today's tasks, upcoming tasks, and things you'll get to eventually, or maybe never. Once you start digging, though, power user features show up everywhere. You can add notes and checklists to each item, turning plan vacation from one monolithic task into a more manageable set of smaller tasks. You can connect your calendar to see your to-dos in context of your day, and the app integrates with both Siri and Apple Reminders. Things never feels messy or overbearing, no matter the length of your task list. 
Lovely unfolding animations keep your place, and there's a super fast search tool if you get lost. It's the rare to do list app that doesn't try to force you into a particular way of thinking. You can have one list or a thousand, attach deadlines to everything, or just pile it all messily into one task, call it do today or die, and get on with it. It doesn't shout in your face about all the work you have to do today. It's more like a clean, crisp piece of paper, ready whenever you need it. Unfortunately for some users, Things only works with Apple. You can buy the iPhone app for $10, the iPad app for $20, and the Mac app for $50, which, if you're doing the math, is a lot of money. All that stuff stays in sync automatically, but there's nothing for Android or Windows or even the web. Things also won't integrate with your email or IFTTT or much of anything else. It's a standalone Apple friendly app in an increasingly cross platform and interconnected world. That's a shame, but it's still awfully nice to use. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.